Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Amen. We welcome you, great crowd this morning. And can you welcome everyone who's joining us online? We welcome you at home, wherever you are. Welcome to Thrive, yes. And uh, it is good to be back. Um, we, we went on a little vacation. Um, and in fact, as you're turning in the Bible to Joshua chapter 13, how many know everybody needs a break every now and then? Yeah, you're about to get a break. You're sending your kids back to school. Go learn something, right? Many of our kids are going back to school this week um, and then and the next week, and depending on your district. And so uh, we, sometimes we need a break, and uh, we were able to travel. I just got to do this real quick. Is it okay? Um, part of our trip was to go to, uh, we ended up in Washington State. I was able to minister at my, where my son is a worship pastor there, wonderful church there in, in Renton, Washington, just outside of Seattle. Before we got there, we went to Reno. If anyone's from Reno, close your ears. It ain't pretty in Reno. Not to me, unless you like the desert. Unless you like, you know, brown hills. But my son Levi was in an 11U tournament, a great tournament, and um, my son hit three home runs over the fence. Yes. Two in one game. He's my retirement plan. And you'll enjoy this because some of you are A's fans. And so uh, we meet up. We play all week. They play all week. They go undefeated. They end up the one seed in the gold bracket, which you should be proud. These are mostly Manteca, Lathrop boys. There's a couple from Tracy, uh, but mostly Manteca, Lathrop. And, and so they, they meet up in the championship game of all championships. And they play a team that is coached and sponsored by Eric Burns, who used to play for the A's, and uh, Troy Gloss, who was a World Series MVP with the Angels. I think that year they beat the Giants. But I'm not going to mention that. (laughs) And so Eric Burns is coaching third. Troy Gloss is coaching first. They flew a kid in from San Diego, from San Francisco. This is a super team. And they beat us by one run. It was a great game. And can I just tell you, we didn't lose. We ran out of time. They timed us out after five runs. We should have played a sixth last inning, but they timed us out. And they celebrated like they just won the World Series, let me tell you. So us uh, Manteca, Lathan, Tracy boys put a scare into them. We got some talent. Some talent in these parts. And I just thought you'd enjoy almost, you know, beating the millionaire team, as I described it. They had a lot of ringers. Open, uh, stand with me as we read the word of the Lord today. Pastor Maribel and Pastor Chris, man, grand slams. Grand slams the last couple of weeks. Did an amazing job. We honor also Pastor Chris, Pastor Jimmy, Linda, Brother Alfredo, Monica for leading the outreach yesterday. It was so Powerful. We just have a great team here at Thrive, let me tell you. Great team here at Thrive. And, um, and, and uh, our pastors taught the word so powerfully uh, the last couple of weeks. And I want to just wrap up chapter 13 of Joshua as we continue our series through the book of Joshua. Verse 32 and 33. 
And the word of the Lord reads, this is the inheritance of Moses, this is the inheritance Moses had given when he was in the plains of Moab across the Jordan east of Jericho. Verse 33, but to the tribe of Levi, Moses had given no inheritance. Someone say the Lord. The Lord, the the God of Israel, is their inheritance as he promised them. Lord, make us teachable this morning. Let us value our inheritance. Give us, Lord, a sensitivity to your spirit. Rearrange our lives as you see fit so that it might be in concert, in harmony with the spirit of your word. Wash us with the water of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. The tribe of Levi was a unique and special tribe. If you know me or my family, some of you might are newer here, you might not know, I have four children. I have four children. (laughs) And I'm still alive. I'm still standing. I still love the Lord. How many know there is a God? Four kids. Because raising kids ain't easy. Can I get a witness? All right. So we have four. And the first one we named Canaan. Named him after the promised land. The promised land, Canaan. Second child is Eden. Named after that beautiful garden. And she's grown into a beautiful young lady who loves the Lord. She was named after that beautiful garden. The third child we named Belen. Belen. She's got the most Mexican name, and she's the whitest out of all of them. (laughs) We named her before we saw her, as you you can imagine. Fair skin, beautiful blue eyes, beautiful blondish hair. And we named her Belen. Belen means Bethlehem in Espanol. In Spanish. So you're noticing a theme, right? Canaan, Eden, Bethlehem. These are all places. And then when we add our fourth, Lori said, let's break the rules. We're not going to name him after a place. We're going to name him after the tribe who wasn't given a particular place. And so we named Levi, Levi. The tribe who wasn't given a portion of land although they were granted some cities meant to be places of spiritual uh, service to the the nation. But they weren't given a parcel of land, a, a, a region like the other tribes. And here is why it's explained, is that for the tribe who was committed, the Levi tribe was committed to the priesthood, the Levites. They were committed to serve the spiritual needs of the nation of Israel. So for them, the community would support them and bless them. And, and, and a portion of the tithe would be to, uh, to, to take care of the, of the priesthood. And they were to be focused on ministering to the people. And so, so in a very real way, the Lord made a commitment to this tribe. I will provide for you. I will Take care of you 
you do my will and take care of the people. If there is a tribe that believers, us believers now should be connected most with, it's this tribe of Levi. Because God has made us a priesthood. And I believe that God wants us to continue to rely on him for provision. See, I have a I understand it, and I'm not saying that it's 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 completely wrong, wrong or wrong-headed or or, or ill-informed, but it, it, it kind of there is a problem with the statement that whenever someone typically makes of a man, is that oh he's he he's a good provider for his family. And I understand the the, the, the inherent value of that statement to me is he goes to work. We should go to work. And not quit jobs just because the boss looked at us funny. And we shouldn't be late so many times they let us go, men. Guys, show up. Got to stick through it. If you want another job, keep your job while you apply for another. To me, that's the value of that statement. He's a good provider. He gets up early, goes to work. And many of you even drive, you know, hours a day to do it. But don't ever mistake yourself for the provider the provider is God in fact he provides you even another day in which you can go to work he provides you the wherewithal to drive your car he'll protect you on the road he'll he'll give you breath he'll give you insight he is the ultimate provider we got to go to work can I get a witness because there's plenty of scripture don't be lazy don't be slothful Don't take advantage of the government to be lazy. Yeah, I said it. Don't do that. I mean, you need it, you take it. You don't need it, go to work. Like we got to go to, because that's biblical. That's being productive. That's being uh, 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 successful. That's being, um, uh, that's honoring God with integrity. That's, that's wanting to uh, bring fruition to our lives. That's giving a good example to our children. Like they need to get up and go to work. And, 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 and God, and there's honor in work. Can I get a witness? There's, there is no honor. There is no honor in avoiding work, but there's honor in work. There's honor in putting yourself to the task and, and at times getting up extra earlier, staying, staying up later. Uh, our students need to learn this. The difference between an A and a B is usually about 15 minutes of effort. Get up 15 minutes earlier, stay up 15 minutes later. You ain't going to die. Get that A so that someone can pay for your college. You don't have to pay for it. There's, there's honor in working. There's honor in earning such things. But God is our provider. God is our provider. And I believe that that's the promise, that's the covenant promise that God is making to the, the tribe of Levi, of which at least we, are, we have a spiritual uh, connection with now that we are the priesthood. I want to I give you just three key, three key truths that I think will bless you as you strive after God's inheritance, not man's. The first is this. Remember your identity. You are a what? First Peter 2, 4, and 5. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, 
but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Your inheritance is tied to your identity. My neighbor might, might die and leave a lot to his children. I don't get none of it. Because my identity isn't a part of that family. You're following me? So your inheritance, the gifts that God wants to shower upon you, is tied to your identity. Now, who you think you are has a lot to do with how you live your life. There are some who are tied to their past. They're still a part of their past their sinful past, corrupted past, or wounded past. And they haven't been able to let the Lord work in that area of their lives. It is still a part of their identity. And it affects the way they do relationships. It affects the way that they go to work. It affects the way that they deal with stress. It affects the way they speak. It isn't that Christ isn't their Savior. It's that a part of their lives is still connected. A part of their identity is still connected to their past. And we need the Holy Spirit, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to go deep into who we are and who, where we come from and start to untie us from the things of our past. Now, the truth is, how many want the truth? You sure? Don't look at me. I can't see you anyways. These lights are too bright. Go ahead and look at me funny anyways. But let me, let me tell you something. It, it, it might be true you were a liar. But in Christ, you don't have to stay a liar. It could be true that you were a deadbeat dad. You don't have to stay a deadbeat dad. See, we got to be able to face the truth. You're like, man, Pastor, you went on vacation and came back mean. <laughs> I want God to set you free. Yeah. See, if we, if we pretend we weren't something, we'll never get over it because that's still a part of us. That'll still weasel in, and we can't make excuses. It was my dad's fault. It was my mom's fault. It was the community's fault. It was the nation's fault. It was my teacher's fault. No, we have to stop and say before the Lord, I repent of my sins, of my past. I accept your forgiveness, but I also want the deliverance of your Holy Spirit in my life. I denounce such things. I denounce how I used to lie. I denounce how I used to fail. Lord, help me. Give me Give me what I need to be a different man, a different woman. Your actions, your lives are tied tightly to your identity. So who are you now? What God says is you're the head now, not the tail. Act like it. You're a winner, not a loser. Act like it. The head, not the tail, right? You're my son. You're no longer in rebellion against me. You're not no longer an enemy of me. I have adopted you as my daughter. Act like it. It's who you are now. Not, we just celebrated communion, not because of what you have done or will do, but because I give you a spiritual inheritance. I adopt you. See, the world wants, everyone to, wants us to think everyone's a child of God. That's not biblical. No, no, no. We're born in sin. 
There's the original sin. There's our sinful nature. When we accept Christ as Savior, the way Paul puts it, is we are adopted into his family. Now, you know what's awesome about adoption? This, this is option. This is, this is wonderful. Uh, I know at least here in the state of California, if, if you adopt a child, legally, that child gets, if there's two kids in the family, that child gets half. If there's three, that child gets a third. You can't give the, the child you bore more than the child you adopted. Come on, somebody. You get it? Why? Because if you, if, you, if you lose sight of the fact that you should treat that child as your own, the courts, they will remind you. You're going to treat that child like she or he's your own till you die. That child is fully yours. That's what God does. It doesn't matter where you came from, what you were doing. When he adopts you, you are fully his. You're not an illegitimate child of his. You are a legitimate child of his. He adopts you into his family. And with that comes this inheritance, a full inheritance. It's only up to us to accept it. We have to accept it into our lives. Are you with me? The reality is that some of us get so caught up in what is not our true identity that we won't, we won't function the way we're supposed to function. One of our values here at Thrive historically has been that we're to function right. We're to function well. That when we get saved, he wants to grow us. Someone say grow. He wants to grow us so that we begin to operate, function the way he created us to function, the way he bought us and redeemed us so that we can function like a righteous, godly woman or a righteous, godly man. Things don't go well when we don't function the way we were designed to function. When I was a kid, I got a, a tool set, and the, I was like six, and the tool set was a kid's tool set. It came with a pretend hammer and a pretend wrench and a pretend screwdriver. And I tried to fix everything with those three fake tools. How many know what I'm talking about? You see a kid walk around and start hitting the TV with a fake hammer. He's fixing it. She's taking a, 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 a big screwdriver and trying to turn a Phillips screwdriver. One, you know, I, I'm not good with my hands. Lori is the mechanic in our family. She is the handy woman, and, she, and I'm proud of that. I am. I ain't ashamed. She can do those things. But, but what, 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 one thing that frustrates me whenever I've attempted to fix something is if you don't have the right part or you don't have the right tool, you can't fix it. I've seen professionals go back and forth to, uh, to a Home Depot getting the right part or the right tool. Because you can't take a hammer to everything. Some of y'all have been taking a hammer to everything. 
You need to be delivered from your hammer. And all we do is get frustrated because we're not being productive. We're wasting our time and it still doesn't work. You hear me? And you, some of us have been using the same wrong tools. Our lives are filled with parts that don't fit. And we can get stubborn and we can do it for 50 years. God wants to give us, he wants you two things. He wants to give us the pieces we're missing. And then he wants you to apply your life, to apply your life to the right work. A refrigerator doesn't cook you soup. And a micro, how many remember when you got your first microwave? How many are old enough? You'd sit there and watch it. And you'd forget to take foil off of it. You can't use a microwave to freeze anything. See, we have been created for a, hear me, this will set someone free. You've been created for a spiritual holy purpose. And the more, the longer that we are about worldly carnal things, we'll get frustrated and broken and sad and regretful. We were created, you were given breath, and you've been protected from death until this moment so that you might give God glory. That is the purpose of your life. That is the purpose of your life. Give him glory through your job. Give him glory through your business. Give him glory as you raise kids. But give him glory. It should all be about giving him glory. That's why you were born in the first place. That is the reason for your living. Let me tell you, that is why. Mark Twain says there's the two most important days in your life are the day that you were born and the day that you realize why you were born. Understand you were born to give God glory. Parent like it. There might be a parent that needs to hear this. Your kids are going back to school. Parent like your parenting is to give God glory. And when your kids don't like your decisions or your discipline, tell them, I can't worry so much about making you happy today. I want God to be pleased in how I raise you. I want God to be pleased in how I... So if I tell you no and you don't like it and you don't understand it or you just don't want to, I can't be moved by that because I want to raise you to the glory of the Father. I want you to be different. From the world. I want you to think different, act different. Now, it can take some time. Can I get a witness? Don't expect too much out of your 14-year-old. Come on, look at you. What were you doing when you were 14, right? Be patient, but parent. Be patient, but parent for the glory of God. You want your children to understand their identity isn't tied to their social media account. Or who likes them at school. Their identity, your children's identity, need to be tied to the cross. The second truth I'd like to leave you 
is that this priestly inheritance is supernatural. It is not of this world. Okay? The inheritance is divine. We're not after. We shouldn't be after just a bunch of stuff. It's okay to have stuff. But that's not your purpose, isn't to acquire stuff. Your purpose is to give him glory. And what he bestows upon you is supernatural. It's divine. Colossians 1, 9 through 12. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with, with a bunch of things. Watch this. To fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may what? Live. Someone say live. Someone say live a life. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and what? Please him in what? Oh, come on now. Not just Sundays and Wednesdays. This is identity. This is identity. I don't give him 12 hours a week. I give him every minute of every day. Right? Like in every way. In every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance. Someone say inheritance. Of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Now, there's a lot in there. I'm going to break it down in just a moment. But let, me, let me just try to get this... this, this, this uh, Rooted in you. What Paul is writing to the church of, of Colossae is that your inheritance is supernatural and it is made of the things that you can't always counterweigh. There's a source that we get to tap into as the spiritual children of God. When I, when I was young, when I was young, we didn't have a pool. We had sprinklers. Well, and let me be honest with you. We didn't have sprinklers. We had a sprinkler. We couldn't afford all the sprinklers. But we could get the hose and the one rainbow sprinkler. And in Southern California, get hot. And we, like, it gets hot here and, and we go play in the sprinklers. That'd be the day when my dad wouldn't say, go play in the freeway. He'd say that. So he'd say, go play in the sprinklers. Um, and, 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 and it was this, this wonderful thing to go play in the sprinklers. Anyone else also know that? The joy of the sprinkler. Uh, just, just the other night, two nights ago, we, we got a new dog. I don't know why, ask Lori. But we got a new dog. And this is the biggest dog that I've ever lived with. It's a, it's a lab pointer mix, but it's got a little bit of pit in him. You can tell from right here, right here. A little bit of pit. Got a big old cranium. Big old head, a little brain. Little brain. The, the other day, not, this one ain't smart. I heard someone say, they're smart though, not mine. We must have got them on a discount. The other day, the other day. <laughs> the, other, the other day, I'm walking through my house. He walks and he walks by me. He's, he's a 65-pound, six-month-old dog. 
I told you, he's huge. He walks by me, he, he just, he saunters by me, and he knocks into me, and you know the image that came in my head is this, would, this is what it would be like if I lived with a cow. <laughs> if a cow lived in my house, this is how it would feel like. It's a big, clumsy dog. But the other day, the sprinklers went on, and we had him outside. Outside with Otis. His name's Otis. Outside. And the sprinklers went on, and I looked out there, and he is prancing around. <laughs> He's this 65-year-old ballerina dog. Prancing around the sprinklers. And then somebody let him in. We all got baptized. <laughs> baptized in the name of Otis. But when I was a kid, I remember when I was a kid, I asked my dad. You know, I was young. I was, I don't know, four or five. I don't know. But I remember. I remember the sprinkler. My dad got the mangueta, the hose, put it on. the go, shh, shh, shh. All right. It's like a party. And I'm jumping. And I asked my dad because I, I realized then the water just just keeps coming and coming, and where does the water come from? And my dad said, well, it come, the pipe, it's the hose connect to the pipe, and the pipe goes to the, uh, the water, what does it go to? The water lines, and he says, and, and there's, you know, ultimately there's a reservoir, so we always have water so long as we pay our bill. We'll always have water. I didn't know where it came from. We always have this eternal source of water. Can I tell you that this is that type of inheritance we have? You always, okay, this is so important. You always have a reservoir of knowledge, wisdom, patience, perseverance, love, wisdom. You have a reservoir of strength so long as you are tapped in. If you're not tapped in, water gets cut off. And that connection, okay, you still with me? Amen. That connection you cannot see. It's inside. It's deep. It's deep. If there was ever, if we were ever, to, the sprinkler wasn't going to work, it wasn't that my dad didn't pay the bill. It was that something went wrong between the connection of, my house, of our house and the source. It wasn't he didn't pay our bill. If we are running out, if we feel spiritually worn out, if we are starting to act foolish again, if we're losing our temper all the time, if the stress of work is impacting your character, it isn't that he didn't pay the bill. He paid the bill. It's that you lost a connection. Find the breach between you and the source. Roots can do it. Roots can do it. Get underneath the house and mess with the pipe so now you don't have water. It's not that the bill wasn't paid. It's that something else grew and got in the way between you and the source. Our inheritance is supernatural. I'll let you read through that chapter again in Colossians. All the rich reward, all the rich inheritance that is available to you. And it is not of this world. It doesn't come from a 
you know, from the uh, TV show. It comes from heaven. Our inheritance, our inheritance is supernatural. And lastly, our inheritance is eternal. First Peter, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The bill was paid. And into an inheritance, watch this, that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept where? In heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Our inheritance is eternal. And our reward is in? If you're going to hear anything today, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end right now. Keep your eyes on heaven. Keep your eyes on heaven. Don't grow so enamored with this world that you're in love with the stuff and the things and the, 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 the things that rust and the things that fade and the, the things that break apart. No, no, no. Fall in love with God and heaven. Fall in love with your inheritance. Hey, be all about it. Be all about it. Be all about it. Be all about heaven. Be all about pleasing God in heaven. Be all about your inheritance in heaven. The eternal reward. If you keep your eyes on heaven, it'll change the way you live on Monday. It'll change the way you live on Tuesday. It'll change the way you deal with conflict. If you keep your eyes on heaven, it'll, it'll, it'll change the way you deal with disappointment. It'll change the way that you'll deal with, with sadness and, and loss. If you keep your eyes on heaven, remembering you're just passing through, you're just passing through. You will not live forever here. You can live forever there with him. Be all about it. It'll change the way we live. Keep your eyes on heaven. It'll change the way you live and it'll sanctify your passions. It'll purify the motives of your heart. It'll set you free from the strands and the, the, the bonds, the snares of this world. You will be set free. You will find your blood pressure go down. You will find yourself sleeping better at night. You'll find yourself feeling better about yourself and the things that you do. Even if the world doesn't get it, you will have a peace that passes understanding. That's a part of your inheritance. What is a peace that passes understanding? It's supernatural. It's divine. It doesn't come with how much you have in your savings account. It comes straight from the throne room of God. That is the peace that he gives you. He wants you to inherit. He wants you to enjoy it because he's adopted you if you put your faith in him. He's adopted you and it is yours. 
Would you stand with me to your feet? And can we just give him glory? Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.